out of all the existing sandwiches, 32 of them have made the slice and are into the final bracket. But in order to be crowned champion, first, they must make the Wheat 16. This week's contender emerges after hours and hours in the smoker to make its bid to get on the menu. This week, on Joe Picks a Sandwich, the pulled pork sandwich. Is it affordable, ethical, is it healthy and clean? Is it first aid appropriate, even though he's married? Is the origin true? Doesn't matter to me. All that really matters is celebrities. Joe will pick a sandwich now. It's his religion to figure it out. He ate the food. He'll rate. He'll choose. Will it end up on the menu? Oh, what sandwich will he choose? Joe picks a sandwich now. Damn, what's up, buddy? You know, the best part about coming back from a long break, and I don't think I don't think the podcast listeners know this about us. We don't talk unless we're podcasting. Well, we've talked more recently, but generally that's the case. Definitely. I mean, maybe like a minute or two here and there, but not really. Yeah, a minute or two. So it's nice. Now, I mean, we get to catch, not that it's nice not to talk to you, but now, now it's nice because we get to catch up. I don't know. I was enjoying the time off, Joe. When uh, you you texted me today and said, "Do you want to do the podcast?" My first thought was no, but no, here we are. No. But 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 that's what you thought last time we did it three weeks ago, and then you were pleasantly surprised. And you said afterwards, you said, "I had a great time doing that." Yes, last time was fun, and you know what? The part the this time's going to be even more. What fun. makes me most excited about this episode is that I am fairly sure. Every one of our listeners thinks the podcast is just dead, and we're not going to do another episode. So they are going to wake up tomorrow, see this on their feed, and there's going to be like a smile on the face of like six people out there, and they're going to be very happy. You know, Liz said to me today, not about the podcast, about something else. She said, Birkins don't quit. Is that true? That's the exact opposite. I quit everything. Oh, you did. I was I was talking with Liz. Literally said Birkins don't quit, and I said Ms. Rahis don't quit, but we do stop doing things a lot. And she said that's the definition of quitting, and I said, well, uh, I, you know, agree to disagree. Well, what? There's some nuance. There's some nuance. Let it be known. I I quit all the time. I was I'm I'm doing a, a sort of a part time thing right now, uh, which is also one of the reasons I'm 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 less I have less energy to podcast because I'm you know having some sort of job, which is, is really um, even part-time, you know, it's a, it's exhausting. It's a real drag. And what do you call it? Oh, so, sorry. Finish no, your no, thought. No, you, you can interject. I'll finish it later. Cause my, this thought is going to be meandering. It's going to, it's going to involve a big, big announcement too. So I, it, oh, okay. it needs time. Let it settle. Wow. No, I was going to say, what do you call it? Like, I don't really quit. What I do is I procrastinate until like, like, you know, I have, I have, you know, 80 books that I'm still, you know, half reading. Yep. Yep. Uh, to me, I call that decision through indecision, which is you just yes. don't do it for long enough that you've made the decision for yourself. That it's like, well, that's not happening. You know, I've t- if we ever stop doing this podcast, I'll never actually quit. It'll just be like, yeah, we're just taking a little bit of a seventeen-year break. Yeah, that's what I thought happened. <laughs> I thought we we had done it, and you know, it was a shame because we and 
That's how I've also ended all my relationships. I'm still technically dating three or four people. <laughs> They're just just still long term ghost things going on. I, exactly. I just I've I've yet to return a well, call. The, I mean, all that's settled is that makes sure you're a millennial because that's how all millennials do it. You are you are the world's oldest millennial, Joe. It's I'm 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 technically a millennial. There's not even a, there's not even a question about it. All right. Well, it. clearly you are with with ghosting behavior. You know, Gen X they don't ghost. Avocado toast is on the menu. It's true and. In a shocking upset, the Outsmizer's on the menu, too, which is, I still have to put that on there. I can't believe it. And the breakfast sandwich, too. You, you missed that one as well. I'll tell you, when I re-listened to the Outsmizer thing posted on Reddit, my first thought was, like, that's a deep fake. Oh, interesting. You think it was it was edited audio? I think Did they, it sound like I me? I think we have so many hours and hours of, like, podcast audio, you could feed it into an AI, and they could make us say anything. It's, a, it's actually – we do have lots of episodes. I wonder if um, Fanwitch Jeff could just make the rest of the season for us. <laughs> well, unfortunately, poor Fanwitch Jeff, he was delivering us free content and then his computer broke. And, um, you know, the recaps – the recaps were the best type of podcast where somebody just sent me a podcast and all I had to do was upload it and the fans enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed listening to those. And uh, – So can – yeah, so can – so, so would he like if, if we said like do a pastrami episode for us? Can he just take content that we've done already and just make a pastrami episode? I mean, it depends how much we've talked about pastrami when, when all of our well, coverage. No, we've, we've now just said the word pastrami. He could just edit it in. Yeah, but I, I mean, let's see. Well, what would we use to describe pastrami? As it's as long as we've like used enough words to describe. Because I don't think it can invent words, but I think it can like make sentences happen. Yeah, I mean, you could take things from the from the football season. I guess and move it, move it over. You well, know? I'm just trying to think. I mean, pastrami is like the worst example to use because honestly, I don't think I've ever had a pastrami sandwich in my entire life. You be, Joe. Do you think pastrami is too good or too bad? Yeah, but but it would be like yes, the pastrami was like what would you use? Uh, uh, moist. Okay, I'm sure we talked about that. Like when we were recapping, like one of the. Have we said the word moist on the podcast before? I think so. We'd be like, oh, remember when we were playing FIFA and um, we said it so it was raining, so the ground was moist? Oh, that's true. We did, we did, we did say definitely. that. Definitely. Yeah, that's good. Well, and like salty, we've definitely said salty Absolutely. before. I mean, fans were salty. I mean, we've said salty f- probably 500 times in this episode. Yeah, I mean. I mean, not this yeah. episode, this podcast series. <laughs> but we might also do in this episode. All right, anyways. It's a great segue to talking about, what's our sandwich this week? The pulled pork sandwich. We've meandered long enough, so I'll get back to uh, Birkins and quitting. Okay. So, you know, I, I, I like, see, some people, it's like, um, they post this on Twitter a lot, and they're like, uh, name the, the number of times you've been fired. I've never been fired from any job. Uh, but I've like, I mean, I guess by definition, I've quit every single job I've had. And um, I'm currently doing this part-time job, and so here's the big announcement. Everybody brace yourself. My lovely wife, Megan, is pregnant. Dan, congratulate. Oh, my God. What news? It's amazing. So I'm, I, I'm in this job right now, and I sort of, like, don't want to do it anymore, and, but I need to, like, have, make a smooth exit here. So I'm thinking my play okay. is going to be that I'm inventing a new thing pre-paternity leave. 
pre preternity preternity leave. Yes, <laughs> which is I want before we have this child. I want like four or five months just to you know get my life in order. So I can't be working a job at the same time as I'm trying to like get my life in order for this child. I totally support preternity. Leave. And then of course, once we have the child, then. I'm going to be taking paternity leave, but it's not real. I'm not going to be leaving anything. So that's just nothing. But I need to have an excuse because I don't want to be doing this job until like February. Now, is your is your vision that paternity leave is paid? Do, I mean, <laughs> most most industrialized nations pay for paternity leave. Unfortunately, in this horrible uh, America, where I'm I'm a contractor, so I have no rights, Joe. I'm not in the union. Oh my God. I got nothing. Are you like a contractor in like a bullshit way where it's like technically you're an employee, but they've just misclassified you? Uh, you know that to take away your rights. Uh, I think we there could be. I I don't think there could be legal disputes about it. I think I am a contractor. I think I am actually a contractor, though the job I am doing. I think I'm doing a job that people also do not as a contractor, but I think the way I do the job is very much like a contractor. So I think it is. Uh, it is right, but at the same time, I don't know enough about it to fully answer that question. I mean, I w- what I love about this plan is I picture you, you know, interviewing for your next job. With like, well, you know, I see that you were here and then you left pretty soon after, and you'll say, well, you know, I I left for a paternity leave, and they're like, uh, what did you say? I think you mispronounced it. It's put paternity. No, 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 no. You misunderstand. I left for paternity leave. It was. It was months before we had the baby. Oh, well, did you take time off when you had the baby? Oh, no, no. <laughs> it was born like two hours ago. I'm here. I don't want to be home anymore. Now Now I have like a job. Please. Well, I mean, that is the plan. Yeah. But look, I got I to gotta build. I got to build a new like uh, dresser. I've got to build some sort of uh, place for the baby to sleep. And then this is the other no, and, thing. And, and post, post-Trinity leave is, is actually terrible. That's, like, that's when, you, when you least want to be at home. Yeah, well, that's. The other thing is, you know, you've you've done the I've I've seen the research, which is most men don't like take like one month or something, and men try to get back to work as quickly as possible. Now, I don't believe in that, although you know, we'll see what happens. Do it, man. So yeah, so preternity. I I think it's a great excuse, and it's sort of like a um, it's an un it's an it's a like no one can say that you're. Uh, uh, you're leaving for a bad reason, right? You're, you're you're caring for your child. That's great. I mean, that's the plan. So I, I think it's a good way to extricate myself because that's the thing is as a Birkin, you know, I want to quit because that's what I do. And and by the way, when I was uh, uh, talking about how Birkins love to quit and maybe it's just me, I was start having a conversation with my dad about uh, this this job because it's a it's, you know, you can't talk about Trump, so we got to talk about something else. And, you know, we can talk about work. And I was talking about how, like... Well, Trump's been creating so many jobs. I mean, you had to take it's one. It's true. I mean, it's job... You even, you even want a job. There were just too many. I mean, well, all my goods cost so much more with these tariffs. You know, I can't afford anything without this job. <laughs> uh, and I was like, yeah, but, you know, I, I think I, I, I'm going to, you know, leave it pretty soon, you know. And he's like, yep, no surprise. You leave, you quit everything. <laughs> you do. And wow. I was like, huh. And he was like, yeah, when you were in high school, you hated high school and you c- couldn't wait to leave. When you were in college, you hated college and you couldn't wait to leave. When you were your first job, you couldn't wait to leave. When you were your second job, you couldn't wait to leave. And then I was like, hmm, that's all completely accurate. 
I mean, this bodes really well for Megan. <laughs> well, actually, Megan's like the longest continuous. I've like if you look at all of my jobs or schooling, I've never had like a relationship with anything longer than I have with Megan or a close relationship. So our, our fans shouldn't feel so bad that you hate this podcast. They shouldn't. I mean, quitting this podcast would just be a natural fit. And in fact, the fact that we completed the last ones is like amazing. Yeah, it's odd. <laughs> it's odd. It's very it's odd. And we did remember how much work we did to complete them. Oh, I mean, there was actual travel. Involved. There was travel involved. We were in that like sweltering room up there recording hours oh and hours of podcasts. Sometimes I think that that I'm still in that room and the rest of my life has just been a fever dream. <laughs> it does feel that way a little bit. And then I'll be on my deathbed at like, you know, some ripe old age. I'll die and then I'll just like shake myself and be like, oh my God, I'm still in this room. <laughs> that was 80 years of life was just in a, in a well, I can't even remember. Was that the football podcast or the World Cup one? I honestly don't I remember. Don't, I, I remember being in the room. I remember it being so hot. Uh, I remember That's all I remember. The World Cup one is that the one where we just did hours and hours and hours of them on the like the last three days. We just did. Oh, yeah, that was the World Cup one because 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 the World Cup was coming. Yeah, yeah. And th- on the football one, we were like already three weeks into the season. <laughs> but it worked out, you know. It, it, I mean, look, I found a team that I love forever. So. Yeah, how are the Panthers looking this preseason? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> you, should, you should ask a Panther fan about that. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. That's right. Uh, so anyway, well, Dan, congratulations on the baby. Yeah. And here's the the thing. Um, and 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 the preternity of the invention is fantastic. I think it's good. And here's the thing. You know, Megan and very progressive. And I, to some extent, have some anxiety about it. But this is what I've said. And I said, whenever we're going through tough times with this baby, which I'm sure are going to exist. All we're going to do is our mantra is going to be, hey, it's just one. It's not three. So this should be easy. Yeah, you should just, anytime you feel stressed about it, just FaceTime us. <laughs> and you will just be like, oh, you only have one? Yeah, let me show you. No, <laughs> let me just show you what's going on right now at any given moment in my house. Yeah, when I did, I did call in before you were at work and my sister was <laughs> clearly very stressed and your three children were fighting over who could brush my sister's hair. And they were, like, fighting and fighting. And then, like, while fighting, they were, like, pulling her hair. And she was, like, yelling at them, like, you can brush my hair now. And then you can brush my hair in a few minutes. And then, you know, your Simone was in the background, like, screaming and, you know, God knows what. I mean, that sounds like a pretty accurate description of every moment in the house. <laughs> yeah. All the time. Yeah. 100% of the time. That's not, that's, that's, yes, that is very normal. Yeah. It looked tough. It looked tough. I mean, seriously, like if you got to trade places and it was just you just had to care for like one infant, what like from a percentage basis where your current life is like 100 percent, what do you what's like the difficulty level? I'd say like 10 percent. I mean, like there are obviously plenty of times when, you know, two of our kids are off doing something and I'll be I'll take one kid to like the mall or, you know, well, I don't really go to the mall, so. That would never happen. But like the grocery store or like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I haven't been to a mall in a really long time. I don't know. Go shopping uh, for the way to go to Hot Topic at the latest. Uh... Yeah, exactly. Claire's or whatever. Um, no. So then I'll go to like the grocery store with one kid. 
and I just will have this, like, why did I ever, like, why was I ever stressed about one kid? Like, that's what I'm going to, that's hopefully, gonna, I don't understand I, that's hopefully going to get me through it. Cause I'm always, I always want to like, even if something's hard, I want to pretend like it's easy. Uh, and you know, out of spite too, cause I've talked about this with my parents and my parents are like, Oh, I hope that child of yours is a monster. Like you were to us. And so I, even if the kid is a monster, true. I have to like pretend it's not. I hate people who do that because like, you know, I remember when I, when we were pregnant with our first baby, like people would be like, Oh, well enjoy the sleep now. Like, first of all, sleep doesn't work like that. You can't like store it up and like be like, okay, I'm going to sleep more right now and save it up for later. Secondly, like people are like taking glee in that like your life is going to suck. Like that's not fun. It's not. People are assholes. No, I want life to be good. But I also don't want my life to be like your life. So I think something's going to, something's going to have to give. No, it's great. It's great. It's not, it's not so bad. It's, they're just fucking kids. I mean, you're you finding just, the time to do this part. You're the one this, if not for you texting me. I would be resting right now and not recording this podcast. But look at you, the man with a full-time job, three children. You're you're on the horn. And not only are you on the horn, but I know this is unfortunately going to segue into actually talking about the sandwich, the purported reason we're doing this podcast. But you made pulled pork. You, you said um, over a week ago or something. I think at this point it was like six months ago. But <laughs> I did make pulled pork. Your sister was not happy about it. She okay now. Before uh, getting too much into the detail of of all of the people's tastes, did you also get it at a store, or did you just make it tonight? I bought pulled pork and I ate it because I felt like it had been too long. That's I I I fucked up today because I when I thought we were doing the episode was it either last week or two weeks ago. I don't even remember. No, last week. Last week. I last I week, like yeah. last Monday I biked to this barbecue place. I got the pulled pork sandwich. It like reviewed really well. I got the pulled pork sandwich. I ate it. You know, I, I noted in my head all my thoughts about it. And as I had said before, I had made pulled pork for the Super Bowl. I had intended to make it again, but you know, I, part-time job, you know, preternity, no time. So I didn't do that. But I, I, you know, banked it. But then, not realize I had I known we were doing this again today as opposed to the podcast not existing, I would have gone back or gone to a different barbecue place and gotten a different one. But I, I fucked up, Joe. I had a different sandwich today for lunch. A sandwich we're going to cover later in the, the podcast series. But So you actually got a sandwich, but you didn't get that type of sandwich. I, it's correct. I did. I, I got a well, sandwich. I mean, that, I'm going to think about that in my ranking. That's interesting. I mean, we should talk well, about that. Well, I didn't that. expect we were ever doing the podcast. But that, but that also means you weren't choosing a pulled pork. Well, it's also a proximity. Well, look, let's just let's just jump into this, Joe. What is your history with the pulled pork, Dan? Hmm. Well, that's now I'm trying to think. So we're not doing the thing where we, you know, one of us has picked the sandwich. So I guess there's no clear there's no clear starting point between the two of us. You know, neither of us well, have one ownership of, us put of it, the sandwich. One of us put it on the wheel. Well, who did it? Didn't we both put it on the wheel? Uh, that was like three weeks ago. I have no memory. Yeah, of that. I don't know. Okay, well, whatever. I'll start. I I think my history with the pulled pork sandwich is, you know, I, we didn't have a lot of pork growing up. Certainly, my parents would have never made pulled pork like this. We didn't. We didn't eat pork in the house. Yeah, but I remember. Um, you know, I'm not like from Texas or anything, and I'm tr- I'm even trying to think of. Um, 
I guess in Virginia there were some barbecue places, but I don't think it was super big, and I don't think that was, it was like big in our family. Um, but I I know very specifically that when I came out to California, I'm even trying to think of this as something I ever had in college. But I know for a fact I used to play golf from time to time, and there's a little golf course in Golden Gate Park. It's a little par three course that I used to play quite frequently. And I guess I went from playing golf time to time to quite frequently. It's probably in between those two. I played yeah. a frequent time to time. And they, at their little cabin, little clubhouse, made a pulled pork sandwich. And it was like, it was like on Yelp, it was like five star for this little like golf cut, golf course clubhouse uh, so barbecue place I mean. for their pulled pork sandwich. And they had it and they always had it called quote-unquote carolina style which uh-huh. means coleslaw in there and i would just get the sandwich every time i played golf there and it was a it's a, a a sandwich that i had every time i played which as we say was somewhere between time to time and frequently and you know obviously i was getting it every time which you know goes to say what i think about it uh or at least what i thought about that version of it so it's a sandwich i've definitely had in the past 10 years i've had it at least 20 times or 30 times. So it's not like an everyday sandwich for me, but it's a type of thing where if I see it on the menu at a restaurant, you know, depending on my mood, it has a high probability that, that I would pick it. Okay. Let me ask you some, some questions about the pulled pork. I'm curious about some, some things that you think might be, whether or not you think they're critical elements of the pulled pork. I'm ready. I'm going to list ingredients. Pork. Well, you know, I'm starting. I'm starting easy. I mean, in a in a future, could you have a tofu pulled pork? Sandwich? In a future world, I would hope that they could make something as delicious. But I think for now, uh, the well, I mean, the one thing I like about it is, you know, when I made it for the Super Bowl Dan, party, Dan, just say yes. Okay. Well, can I just? I, I need to extrapolate. It's made of like a really cheap part of the pork, so it's like it's this is like a double yes for me. It's not only that pork is like necessary element, but the the pork is like cheap. So yes. Yes, plus plus. <laughs> okay. Um, does the bun, like a bun that's sort of like a, well, like a bun. Could it be bread or a baguette? Or does that have to be like a, like a hamburger bun, basically? I think it's got to be a bun. It's got to be a bun. Okay, wow. Uh, what do you, I mean, what do you think, like, you could put it in Dutch crunch? Like, I don't think that works. I think you can. You think you can? Okay. Pulled. Does it have to be pulled? Could it be sliced? Could it be... Wait a second. Slow could down. It... You think you could have this in Dutch Crunch? Hey, hey, I'm, I'm the one asking the questions <laughs> here right now. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> save that one for later. Um, uh, does it have to be pulled? Uh, I think the answer is no, but I prefer it to be pulled. I don't think it needs to be pulled. Okay. I think it can also be sliced, and it also works as a sandwich. Barbecue sauce. <sighs> this is... Okay, uh, this is really getting into it, but the version I had at the place uh, that I got it from was A, not pulled, it was sliced, and B, did not come by default with barbecue sauce, though it did include barbecue sauce on the side, which I could have put on, so I tried it both ways. So I'm going to say the answer is no, however, I think barbecue sauce is adds to it a lot. But it's definitely not required. I think this sandwich, if you have a bun, not Dutch crunch, you have sliced pork shoulder that's been like slow cooked, 
with nothing else on it, that would be a fantastic sandwich. Okay, and what about coleslaw? Last last question. It's not required, Necessary. but to me, to me, the optimal version of it is a yes to everything you've said. Bun, not Dutch crunch, this pork pulled with barbecue sauce on it, and then coleslaw in the sandwich, in the bun, boom. To me, that's that's the optimal version of the sandwich, though. You know, look, pork shoulder, uh, it was slow cooked. I mean, slow cooked anything is good. Like, b- brisket is, you know, cooked in a similar way. Brisket is fantastic, and I know your your family is a, a brisket-loving family, so yeah, it, it's yeah. just a good way to prepare food. Uh, so I think I disagree with you about the bun, obviously. You think you could put it in Dutch Crunch? Uh, I ate this sandwich. The version that I bought was not on a bun. It was on like a baguette. Well, the thing I'm wondering about that is, you know, the thing about a bun is a bun is very soft. And the thing about pulled pork is it's very soft and tender. That's why I'm wondering if the sandwich works with a hard bread. Do, you didn't find there was any, like, discontinuity where you're having to, like, bite through this hard bread to get to the, the like, soft pork? Uh, we'll get to that later. Oh. That's a good question, though. Uh, <laughs> Did I have already given away too much? No, I mean, I feel like we're now delving into the taste elements. We'll talk about that. But I also uh, But you were asking did... me if components of the sandwich are required to do in it. Like, yeah, that's, obviously, yeah. that's a taste question. Why would that well, be in the history section? No, because it's about the definition of the sandwich. We're trying to define it. It's not about what tastes the best. It's about how you define it. Like, look, we had a whole debate. We had a sandwich court about whether or not the club sandwich needed the third piece of bread. That, that's sort of about taste, but it's also about what, how you define the sandwich. So that's what, so I'm trying to what get you at. were trying to say is we went from what's your history with the sandwich. We went backwards to a sandwich court. Because these questions are irrelevant for what's your history of the sandwich. I've, I've moved beyond that. We're, that category is done We've now. moved backwards, though. No, we, no, we're, no, we're forward now. We're ahead. We're ahead of that. So what category well, are we in right now? We're in the definition section. Okay. So, so as part of it's our new, new category. Thing, all right. It's a new There's category. There's a new definition section. It's definition corner. Okay. Uh, it's definition corner. Okay. Da, 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 uh, da. <laughs> um. Here, here's, uh, I don't think it needs barbecue sauce, but I do think it needs to be pulled. It's called pulled pork. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think so. But I mean, it's always pulled a little bit because you're not going to, it's not going to be like, um, you know, they're not going to put like an eight pound pork shoulder in a bun. They're, they're always, yeah, you got to pull Yeah. You got to pull it. I mean, yeah, yeah just logistically. You gotta <laughs> yeah. Pull there's going to be some section of it, but I mean the version, I'm just telling you the version I had, I, I ordered off the menu a pulled pork sandwich, and it was like little, like it was like rectangular pieces of like pork shoulder that had clearly been like cut, um, but you know they were like super tender. It, it was just, I mean, it's exactly what it looks like before you pull it apart. Like it was not shredded. It was yeah, but if there's a sandwich called like the sliced turkey, like slicing the turkey would be a critical part of that sandwich, I imagine. But again, like how could you have a sandwich? Are you gonna have like a you know fourteen pound? turkey in between two buns like it's it's no you could have a you could have pulled turkey instead of sliced there's turkey. no like difference different. they're both i mean i see what you're saying but nobody would say that like like pulled pork the name i mean maybe this is a sandwich court maybe we need to get pam and tony on the case yeah maybe we do i think pulled pork is referring mainly to like the preparation of the pork and it's just like a common name 
but I, you know, definitionally, you're right. It is the the two words define how the like the the pork is like presented almost, not how right. it's cooked. Totally, because otherwise it'd be called slow cooked pork or like marinated pork or whatever. Yeah, but those just there's no alliteration there. Oh, I see. That makes sense. I mean, th- that's your strongest argument right now. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Let's put uh, you know give Tony and Pam each side. We'll get the we'll get the strongest arguments. But yeah, all right, all right. Uh, so yeah, so that's my history with the sandwich. Wait, we're in uh, definition what's... corner. Da, 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 da. What's the what's sandwich? The Let's define things. Okay. What's the next category? Uh, is this sandwich a monster? No. History. Oh. oh. Uh, I didn't really do it, so I got nothing here. Uh, but I do have a little bit, which is apparently uh, the the concept of, like, slow cooking and, like, barbecue was this. I don't even know if this makes sense. But the article said it, like, came from the Spanish or something. But It's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you just pulling that out of your ass? No, no, it's totally true. The Spanish invented barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, not barbecue. They they invented slow cooking. Like uh, you know, think about like paella and like you know siestas. Like you nap and you'd wake up and the food would be ready. Well, yes, <laughs> I don't think I don't think that that makes any sense. But uh, either way, smoking pork. You know, somebody invented it, and um, and then uh, when it came to the United States, it 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 was picked up by the South. I don't know why. Maybe look, let's just imagine the history. Let's invent the history. Well, the South had this like you know French and Spanish influence, obviously. I mean, it definitely had Spanish influence. You know, where like the Northeast was a more you know like you know English influence, and they didn't slow cook anything. No, in England, no, no. They were against slow cooking. In England, it was all about fast cooking. Fast cooking. Fast cooking. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. And, and I mean, most of... Think about the Jews. Like, we had, like, you know, matzah, which is all about fast cooking. Wow. I think it's all about not leavening. Didn't it cook very slowly? No, because the Jews had to, had to take it on their backs. I don't Did know. Did we ever figure this I mean, out? The, Why wouldn't it, they just give it time to rise? I don't know. What else are they doing? That's, They're fleeing. We should have had the rabbi back on. Yeah, I think we, yeah, we should have those good guests again, except for logistically, we can barely do the podcast between the two of us. So I don't know how we're going to arrange a guest. I have some ideas about that. We'll get to it later. I have some format and ideas. And I'm definitely not editing it because, you know, I edited that uh, Columbia episode down to like uh, maybe 20 or 30 minutes. You recorded because, you know, a rabbi, he's very loquacious. That was, that was like two hours of tape. <laughs> It was good. Though. It was great, but he was just like you'd ask a question, and he would just go on for like fifteen minutes, and it was like super interesting because he's like obviously a public speaker who's like good at captivating interest. But it was just like I was just looking at the editing thing and just trying to like figure out what to like cut to make the podcast like under like four hours, and it was just like it was so difficult. I mean, I remember, I remember. We asked him, I was just kind of like joking around, right? And I asked him like, oh, you know, we're trying to invent this new religion. Like what, what advice do you have? Thinking he's just going to like make a joke or whatever, or, or I don't know what I thought. Instead, he gives me this like perfect rabbi answer as if I had prepped him where he was like, well, 
Rashi wrote that a, that a true religion must have, and like, and he just answers this question in like a beautifully prepared way. It's, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, we needed I, to know. have. Um, he he said we need to have like holidays. That was important, and like group celebrations. Holidays. He brought in the idea of holidays. And we had That's Thanksgiving. Right. My favorite holiday. It came from our that that was not the uh, hundred degree fever dream of Mm-mm. that was the that was the all that was the three day get it out before the World Cup marathon. And look, it all worked out because we had to pick the team to root for. Yeah, that was so so difficult, but we made the right choice. That one we made the right choice. So yeah. not being in a in a in a hundred and twenty degree room helps your decision making. Definitely. FYI. Okay. Um, yeah, there's no air conditioning here. It's actually pretty hot right now in here. Uh, what is that history? Okay, we covered that. Spanish, smoking, barbecue. Yeah, we figured that out. So the Spanish, Vasco da Gama comes. He introduces smoking to the south. It takes off. North, they're not into it. Uh, that's fine. So then it comes, yeah. So it's popular in America by way of the south and, you know, moved around. I think probably barbecue, if I had to guess, which I'm completely doing because I have no research, you know, beef, especially having finished Josh's book. I hope you finished it by now. Uh, you know, I'm in the process of finishing it. I haven't quit it. Okay. I haven't quit the book. It's you, just, I'm in the process of reading it. You better it not quit it. Well, now, I mean, both I've finished and Megan's finished it. So we've, our household has 100% completion rating. Wow. Beef. I think beef is expensive. And I think pork is like cheap. So I think, um, you know, if I had to guess, it's, you know, those poor Southerners and they're, uh, you know, they're barbecuing with this pulled pork where they can, you know, you, you lump that pork shoulder off. And uh, so I'm sure that's where it originated. It's also, and as you said, it's like the cheapest part of the pork. Yeah. Or I don't know about cheapest, like probably like the anus or whatever. Well, <laughs> but like, the anus might be more expensive because... Well, there's only one anus yeah, on like, well, let's not get into this. This is this is horrible. Let's not think about what we're eating. That's what I learned from Josh's book. Don't think about it. Just eat it. Totally. I fully support that. So, uh, yeah, this is a great history. Seven out of, t- seven out of ten. <laughs> great. Um, uh, could the sandwich be in my regular rotation? Prep, availability, in, and health. So, uh, okay. why don't... Whew. Now let's get into it. Okay. Well, now, well, first, let's start with the health, which I've just pulled up here. So, according to nutritionix.com, shredded pork, a uh, three-ounce serving size of shredded pork, is 250 calories, Okay. 18 grams of total fat, it's 28% of your daily intake, 7 grams of saturated fat, so that's a lot of saturated fat. Uh, which is the bad saturated fat, poly or mono? Poly means many, mono means one. Yeah. I feel like mono is the bad one, but I'm not sure. So one fat is worse than many fat? I think so. Wow. I mean, that, I would oh, not no, no, no. That. It says monosaturated fat is a dietary fat. It's a healthy fat, along with polyunsaturated yeah. fat. Okay, so they're both healthy. Okay, fine. Great. Well, this has a lot of monounsaturated, uh, not much polyunsaturated. But look, they're both healthy. It's got a lot of cholesterol, 77 milligrams, which is 26%. Uh, but it's low in sodium. Uh, you've got some potassium, pretty high in protein. Uh, so I think all in all, um, it's very fatty, but it's got a lot of protein. So, you know, if you have a 
uh, low-fat diet, this is probably a terrible choice. But um, if you're, you know, if you're consuming fat, this doesn't seem any worse than, uh, you know, other high-fat things. You know, they use pigs a lot in, like, human studies. Like, when they're testing out, like, cosmetics or, like, medications or whatever. I don't think they do that as much anymore. No, I think they do because it's like, well, here's my question. Do you think eating pig is probably the most like eating human from like a taste standpoint? Yeah, I think probably eating monkey would be closest to eating human. You think so? I mean, the um, the only problem I'm worried about this conversation is that now we're really giving fodder to the deep fakes when we get into this. We're, we're really okay, but- putting a lot of words out there that could be used against us in the future. Obviously, eating monkey because it's a, it's like so DNA like similar to humans. Obviously, that's the most like eating human. But I mean, I mean, of the things that we eat, probably not because I think like pigs eat like garbage. I don't think humans eat garbage. Okay, so of the normal meats that we eat, what is the most human like? Uh, it's hard to. Say. I mean, humans are like much gamier than like all these animals. You think so? Yeah, like, he, he, we're, like, thin and, like, long. Uh, you know, like, a pig is, like, round. Yeah, be, be like a, yeah, that's true. It, it, it would be kind of mealy, I think. More of, like, a, a stringy meat. Yeah, you know, I'm just... Texture-wise. Like, my cats, I think, they are, like, they're pretty trim. I think... Oh, cats are interesting. Or even dogs. Like, dogs are... Except for dogs are, like, too muscular. I don't feel like my cats are that muscular. I mean, I don't want to eat them. They're, it's also a lot... Very furry. I don't like that. I bet kangaroo. I mean, people eat kangaroo. No, I know. That's why I count it. Because, uh, like, they stand on their on their hind legs. They're about human height. Yeah, we. I think we've talked about this in a past episode, but I know. Have you ever seen a kangaroo? Oh, I guess you've probably seen one at the zoo or something. Yeah, I've seen one at the zoo, I think. They're big. They're amazing. It's like they are a mind-blowing animal up close. Like, they don't look like... It it does it doesn't look like they should exist. It's crazy. It's it, there. It's the only animal I've ever seen in the wild where I'm just like, like my jaw was just at the ground, just watching them like exist. They're so crazy, but I think I agree. I and I could have you you could eat kangaroo. Like it, it's it's yeah. common in Australia. All right. I mean, I I I, had, I wasn't going anywhere with that question. I wasn't proving a point. I just I just was thinking about it. Well, I'm just adding uh, that as a new question. How close is this sandwich to tasting like human? <laughs> but, but is that but in our ranking is that a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, you do the ranking, so it's up to you. <laughs> I mean, Joe, with the way the world is going, I mean, why not? Eight out of ten, not like human at all. all right. Love it. Not like human. So now we've got does it taste like human or not? We've got the health. High in fat, high in protein, you know. We've added definition corner. We're just adding yeah. categories left well, and right. Well, I think definition corner didn't really solve anything other than that we both like the alliteration in the name. But we but we give a ranking for definition corner. All right. This one was what a, did you give it? Seven out of ten. Great definition. All right. So now prep and availability. So let's start with prep because both of us have made this. You, I made it at my world-famous Super Bowl party, which, by the way, for all the listeners out there, my child, whose sex I'm not revealing on the podcast, though I do know, so you'll all have to guess, is uh, early February, uh, the day, I don't even remember what it is now, it's either the day before or the day after the Super Bowl, so either way, I'm going to have to cancel my world-famous Super Bowl party, 
because I'm not going to be able to also host a party while my wife might be potentially in labor. So I, I I'm I'm not going to have the well, chance. Well, not necessarily. I mean, plan the party. The party's in your house. Yeah. And I assume you're doing a home birth. <laughs> we're actually planning on doing a Super Bowl birth, but so, so, so if 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 the situation escalates, you just kick everyone out. But now we actually have a, a problem for the home birth because we don't have like a tub. We only have like a shower. You know, it doesn't have like a tub. So yeah, but you guys have a very big sink. It's it's not that big. I think it could get messy. Real messy. Uh. Yeah, no, it's a. I mean, I know you care about the Super Bowl party more than. I, I mean, it, it probably is the best day of your year. It's absolutely because my birthday is February fifth, the same as Cristiano Ronaldo, who a year ago was looking a lot better than he is now. That's for goddamn That's sure. True. Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, you know, I made the argument that February fifth, nineteen eighty five, was like the best day ever. If you looked at the people yeah. born, not the case Monster. anymore. Oh, Monsters. oh, how far Cristiano has fallen. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and R. Kelly and you. Yeah. <laughs> bad, bad, com- bad company. And you know, Jeremy Epstein also is February fifth. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was my day. Of the- That's my signature party. So you really like, you like, and I don't even even know if you acknowledge this yourself or, or just something that i've noticed about you you love thanksgiving more than anyone i know because you like thanksgiving food and you like football yeah thanksgiving is and i like drinking so mm-hmm. i mean to me like going to seattle for thanksgiving is just like the best so thanksgiving maybe you like you like the day that we do the fantasy drafts, but that's only but that but that's not a set. It's day too stressful. That no, that that's not even on the same ballpark as Thanksgiving because it's like the fantasy drafts. Because you know, Joe, you famously have never won any fantasy football league. Anyway, I've come close though. I've won them all, and I've famously won uh, t- uh, the two most important leagues the same year. So it's like for me, that that fantasy draft is work. You know, I'm in there. I come in with my strategy. I'm like focused. I'm stressed. You know, you're just well. You have a high high expectation to live up to. I I I only have mediocrity. Yeah, and your strategy every year is pick Antonio Brown at any price, and you know reap the benefits. But this year, he might, yeah, I can't, he might not even play. I'm in the wilderness, man. I don't know what I'm having an existential crisis. I don't know what I'm going to do. Or you might get him for bargain basement value because I mean you're still going to buy him. It's just like you're going to get a of much course. cheaper price because he might not even play. And uh, in the other league, you've got Ezekiel Elliott on contract who may not play. It's going to be a banner year in that keeper league for me. Uh, so, uh, oh yeah. By the way, people uh, are are messaging about the 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 league, uh, the Joe the Joe Picks league. So I need to set that up. Yeah. No. Let's do. Let's talk about that on the podcast. We need to pick a draft day. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about that at the end. Uh, okay. The uh, what were we talking about? I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. So I think Thanksgiving and Super Bowl are your favorite days of the year. Uh, no, I mean you could also throw in Passover. I like a good Passover, but I don't. Not, the Passover is not in the same league because you got to do that, you know, dumb seder. Whereas in Thanksgiving, you just get to the fun. And we're also not counting things on a lunar calendar, so I want a set day in. The, well, I guess Thanksgiving's not a set day either. Yeah, but it's close. And actually, neither is a Super yeah, Bowl. Either. Neither is a Super Bowl. I mean, okay. some years it's like when it's 
when it's a year where like the Super Bowl and my birthday are the same day, that's like, you know, that's a mitzvah. That's a blessing, which happens, mm. I think, one out of every seven years. Interesting. So, uh, see, for me, my favorite day of the year is the Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but that's near. That's uh, Oh, no, it's not near your birthday because your birthday is in December. So your birthday is... Your birthday is right when the your former favorite team, the Chargers, would always start picking up steam because they always played well in December, and then before their inevitable collapse. Yeah, no, they would always have a, you know, my birthday tournament. Well, no, it was actually before my birthday. It was like literally there was a December first. Like, okay, now we're gonna get good. Yeah, that was the Philip Rivers time. But then January, no, they. <laughs> oh no, no, no! Back to, back to being terrible. Yeah. Revert back to uh, mediocre. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think I don't know what my favorite day of the year is, but but this baby's already ruining your favorite day of the year. Yep. And you know the thing I'm worried about is that now you know its birthday is going to be super close to mine. I mean, for all I know, its birthday is going to be mine. I feel like my birthday is also ruined for the rest of my life. Completely. What I'm actually worried about is. You know, you do this big party. You have a big guest list. I'm sure you have a lot of like repeat customers. Definitely. You do, you do your cutting board. And- I do the prizes. I make everybody. I give up like prop sheet where everybody answers like 25 props, and then I make prizes. Everybody loves it. You make pulled pork. I'm worried that one of that because because you're not doing it this year, one of your friends is going to step in oh, and throw the party. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, <sighs> and. And then you're never going to be able to wrestle it back. And in a year, they'll be like, oh, you know, Dan, you still have a new baby. It's only a one-year-old. Like, come on. Like, I'll host it. We can co-host it. We'll do it at my house. You come over. And then, like, you've lost it. And then it's going to be, like, halftime. And they're going to be, like, loud noises. And the baby is going to be, like, screaming. I'm going to have to be like, all right, we got to go home. Thanks for hosting. uh, Exciting game. I hope, uh, you know, the team wins the sports ball in the second half. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You won't even know the teams that yeah. are in it. That's how out of it you're going to be. The one, the one thing I do like about the timing this year is that this child is literally developing on the exact schedule of like the football season. Like it's right now the preseason, uh, and it is like Megan's starting to show right now. You know, just a little bit. So it's like, all right, you know, things are. This baby's like getting its training camp. You know, getting uh, getting going a little bit. It's figured out uh, its sex. And and then as the season develops, you know, we're going to get into that second trimester, the third trimester, and then boom. I mean, this thing's going to, once the Super Bowl, once the NFL season ends, so too this baby will, will join us in the world. Now, if like the Washington Football Club, if they win, if they win the Super Bowl, will you do the thing where you like name the baby after, after like uh, Dan Snyder or, you know. Whatever, you know, you know uh, the quarterback. This is, um, this reminds me of uh, when Tony and I ran for president and we, uh, at, at USC, and we made a bunch of promises knowing that we would never win. Yes, if the, if the uh, Washington Football Club wins the Super Bowl, I think they are probably the third worst team in the NFL right now. Uh, I will name the child. Or, I mean, obviously. Oh, no, shit. <laughs> Or <laughs> okay, I'm 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 gonna bleep out uh, all of this because it reveals. I'm gonna forget to do it. Make a note to myself to bleep all that. I gave it away. All right. Uh, okay. So 
in the could the sandwich be in the regular rotation we figured out that my favorite days of the year are the super bowl party and thanksgiving and you don't have a favorite day of the year uh you know you know i like halloween quite a bit oh interesting yeah i'm a big halloween fan you know what i like about halloween it's a very inclusive holiday if you if you are someone who if you're elderly or if you're you know not not a very mobile person you get to be home giving candy to people and seeing cute costumes and whatever oh, if you're I thought you were going to go a different direction and be like you can like dress up your wheelchair and do like cool things like that you can do that too Ab- totally absolutely yeah. uh if you're a young kid you get to trick or treat yeah if you're a parent you get to watch your kids trick or treat and do fun stuff and if you're like a young adult or in college, you go to like fun Halloween parties and drink. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's the only holiday that I think has something for every age and demographic. I mean, in college, Halloween is just like absolutely insane. It's like, I, I just remember going to one Halloween party at like a fraternity, which I was not in a fraternity, unlike you. I'm no King Joe. Uh, but I, for some, my friend was in one and I got an invite to their Halloween party. And I just remember like looking around. And it was like, uh, it, you know, it was like when we were podcasting in the 100. I was like, is this real life? Like, where am I like in a movie right now? Because it was <laughs> in college. It's just it's insane. Is there any age, though, where Halloween isn't great? Uh, you know, I mean, it's my current age is sort of interesting because uh, I could go to a Halloween party, like if I'm invited to one. Uh, there, there, One problem is the person who's like throws the annual Halloween party is like uh, my arch rival, so I don't even get invited, and if I did, I wouldn't go anyways. That person's going to take over the Super Bowl party. Oh, my God. That would be the worst. <laughs> I think they probably already do host the Super Bowl party, too, but it's okay. Nobody, I mean, uh, if I lose the Super Bowl party over this child, then it's just going to be one additional thing that I'm going to, like, when the child grows Resented up. for forever. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like when it fails to meet some expectation, I'd be like, God, you didn't amount to Dad, anything. why are you so hard on me? <laughs> I lost a Super Bowl party because of you. And they'll be like, what Super Bowl? Because it won't exist yeah. by the time, you know, yeah. in 10 years. Yeah. Football's been banned for eight years, Dad. <laughs> this is going to be funny. Like Antonio Brown's not playing because there's no like approved helmet. In like five years, there's not going to be any approved helmet. It's just going to be like the sport will have died because there's no equipment. Um. So, yeah, uh, you might be in the only Halloween Uncanny Valley, like where you're sort of old enough to have kids, but you don't have kids yet. But by next year, you're going to be dressing up like a nine-month-old baby. It's going to be so cute. The question is, I mean, right now in my neighborhood, nobody, like, nobody trick-or-treats because, I mean, I live in a neighborhood of, like, uh, old gay couples, basically. So there are no children. I, I mean, literally, like, nobody comes and knocks on my door. There are areas of the city where people do, like, there are other nearby neighborhoods where, like, people do trick-or-treat. So I do wonder, I mean, for a young, for, like, a nine-month-old child, they're not they're not even sentient, right? They will know what the hell is going on. No, you dress your, you know, for a nine-month-old, you dress up the child, and you take a picture, and then, you know, they throw up on it, and you go to bed. <laughs> Great. It's fun, though. It's cute. Yeah, all right. I have that to look forward to. I, th- I mean, little kids in costumes are really cute. Yeah, yeah. Um uh yeah no we um but we drive i mean our neighborhood's fine but it's not like the prime neighborhood 
that's the one we used to live in in Wallingford. So we drive there, and that's just like it's the best trick. Wow! So you so that is a common like city move to like drive to a different place. I think it's totally acceptable. Yeah, I mean you got to go look. I mean that place, you know, people have like they make full blown haunted houses. You got a lot of houses that are full bar houses. You got to hit up the full bar house. I mean that's great. What do you mean full Uh, bar? Like they serve you drinks? No, no. Think about it from a little kid perspective. They don't do the fun size bar. They give full size candy. Oh, (laughs) thinking it's not an open bar house. Jeez, you really got to get back in. You got to get into kid mode, Dan. Yeah, because to me, like a full candy bar, not enticing at all, but an open bar house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we actually do on our route for Halloween because we have some friends in the neighborhood because we used to live there. There are houses where the kids get candy and, and, and they pour you a drink. I remember in college, some person would always like dress up like a um, uh, like a, a bar and they would just go around with uh, like a tray and they would have like the like alcohol bottles on it. I don't know if it were, like glued down or whatever, but they had like real alcohol bottles and they would like pour you drinks. It was great. I still remember when you did the uh, Jeopardy game yeah. C- costume. Yeah. But it but you fucked it up. Yeah. Well, that was uh that was with uh my ex-girlfriend, so we don't need to talk. Oh, we don't want yeah. to talk about it. That's okay. ancient history. See, that's another reason uh, Halloween's out. <laughs> because you broke up with someone? I quit. I quit her. Uh, so yeah, look, I made I made the pulled pork in the Instapot. It was pretty easy. Uh, it was the first time I'd ever used an Instapot before. Uh, how confused and, were you about how to like depressurize it? Well, luckily we were working on the deck that day, so my parents were over here, and my mom had used it before, so ah, she showed me how to. Do you it. knew how to do it because I was when I first did it. I was, like, very scared because I read, like, horror stories on the internet about, like, how if you release the steam too fast, it'll, like, um, you know, it'll, like, spray whatever you're cooking everywhere. But in my experience, with the slow release or the fast release, it's, like, uh, you know, it's pretty seamless. Yeah. I did, like, have my hand on top of the steamer in a way that, like, burned the fuck out of it. Oh, yeah. You can, you, when that steam release is coming out, you got to get your hand out of the way. Uh, other than that, it was fine. Uh, yeah, no, it was super easy Are you easy playing to make PlayStation right now? No. I see a PlayStation controller in your hand, and I see you looking off to the side. No, not at all. Um. Did I just bust you? No, no. What are you doing? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, not, s- I'm drinking a coffee. I can see the controller in your hand, and I see you looking off to the side. Where you're- It's a coffee mug. Oh, my God. You're paranoid, man. Jesus. Um. Yeah, I I uh, I thought it was easy to make. I mean, I did nothing. There was all these instructions of like different things to do. I just I braised the pork, I put it in, I added barbecue sauce, and it was still tasted great. So the one the menu or the recipe I had had like ten different spices, which I had to get. Stop looking over at the screen. I'm not looking at any screen. I'm I'm looking at my computer screen so I can see your face. Yeah, Dan. I can see when you're looking at the computer screen. What, what are you talking You've about? Got a camera on you. All right. Anyways, uh, whatever. That's great. It worked. So uh, prep available. I mean, did you have any trouble finding the pork shoulder? No. 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 And pulled pork is super easy to like find in restaurants too. Yeah, I agree. The only the tough thing for me is that the like there's not a barbecue place like like walking distance from where I live, so I I did have to bike like you know a mile and a half to get to the barbecue place, but. 
after I went to the barbecue place, I was like, I need to come here more often because it was, you know, the barbecue place was very good. Now, is this a, is this a sandwich that is only at barbecue places or, or, I mean, most sandwich shops, not most, but like maybe 50% have this, right? I don't think so. I think this is a specialty sandwich. Like, I mean, you it has to be like slow cooked. So I think your average sandwich place, not going to have it. I think a bunch of restaurants have it. Yes. I think. And then barbecue places have it for yeah, sure. Yeah, barbecue places have it. Restaurants have it. I don't think the average sandwich place, but I wouldn't be shocked if like some percentage of them have it. But I don't think it's like, you know, like my local sub shop that moved away. They definitely did not have it. I think, I don't know if it's an everyday sandwich, but I think it's a very available sandwich. I think this is probably like, and it was not hard to make, but it does, it is, you're not slapping it together. It's not a turkey sandwich or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. you're, there, you have to think well ahead, even with the Instapot, you have to go out and buy ingredients you don't normally keep and, you know, two hours of prep or whatever, yeah. like, or maybe like an hour or whatever. But, yeah, but even the Instapot, uh, it's like, instead of eight hours, it's like one hour, but it's still an hour. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, in a pre-Instapot world, this would be not at all available. But I think it's this is like a solid, this is like a six out of ten, I think. Cho, I can see the TV screen reflecting off your glasses. What are you talking, there's, there's no TV screen. It's, it's my computer screen. Oh, okay. It looks oddly green, like a FIFA field. No, it's because I have this TMZ site up. <laughs> prep, I'm prepped for our, our eventual conversation about celebrities. All right, all right. Next, is it a first date sandwich? Rob did not. Lay it on us, Rob. No, Rob. You, no you didn't contribute. Didn't send anything hell? in. Yeah, so uh, we'll have to judge for ourselves. Uh, okay, is it a first date sandwich? Add like a, do you want to add like a creepy opinion to this? Like, uh... Uh, no, <laughs> that's uh, that's not good for the the deep fakes. Uh, and what type of you... world of my future child gonna come into? Yeah, we want upstanding uh, content here. Wait, what if my child I... listens to this podcast? I mean, eventually they will. Wait, what if I instead of having to talk to my child, I just play the podcast so like it's used to my voice? I think you should play. Play the baby the podcast in utero. You just put 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 you know headphones. Yeah, on the little baby bump. Because mm-hmm. I don't like that. Or you could put like an earbud in Megan's uh, belly button. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, does that that might fit in there really nicely? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, just play the podcast. And then like when the baby first visits, it's going to be like super receptive to you and like scream anytime my sister comes near. That's right. That's right. Uh. Yeah, I think um, I think this is not a bad first date sandwich. It's a little messy. Yeah, it's definitely messy. I mean, I think the barbecue uh, sandwich. Now, look, here, here's what I'll say. When I was visiting Texas to visit Megan's parents, we went to a barbecue joint. And um, it was a Friday night. And one thing I noticed that was very clear where there were a lot of young, like, high school kids that were just like, and even groups of kids, you might even call them gangs of kids, at the barbecue place, eating barbecue. Like, that was that was clearly, like, an activity to do on, like, a Friday night. Interesting. So, I think if you're... So, probably lots of first dates, though. Yeah, I think if you're a high school student in Texas or in the South, and you're like, you know, you've, you've you know, mustered up the courage to ask out, you know, a 
girl or guy on a date, I think you could clearly say, hey, let's go to, you know, the local barbecue joint that everybody loves. I don't think that would be Johnny's barbecue shack. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny's shack. Uh, I don't think that would be weird in the slightest. You know, I think uh, outside of that, you know, I, I honestly, I think as far as it goes, it's it's I think the barbecue joint is like it's like a bad first date spot in the sense that any food is a bad first date spot. But if you're going to have food, it's like a good spot in the sense that it's just messy and it's raw and it's like it's greasy. And but it's sort of like eating barbecue is it is like an experience. An activity. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's more agree. it's not like sitting at a restaurant and like waiting you know, for the, uh, you know, the waiter to come over and then you have to make all this awkward talk. It's like you go to, for this particular barbecue place and the even I remember the place I went in Texas, the place I went into Texas, you would stand in line and get to the front of the line and you just order whatever you wanted there. And they would like cut it up for you. And just like if you ordered a sandwich, they would cut up the meat and like slap it on the sandwich uh, right for you. And then like there was no you were waiting in line, but once you got to the front, they would just give you your food and then you'd like sit down and, and eat it. And I think that's like much less awkward than the, you know, sitting at the table, you know, being awkward for like 30 minutes waiting for the food. So to me, I think as far as it could go for a first day, I think, you know, right. if you are, you know, given the caveat that you deeply oppose any eating on any date, ever. definitely. But I think if you're south of the Mason Dixon line, or you find yourself in, uh, you know, Kansas or Texas, maybe Oklahoma. I don't know. We'll have to. I'll have to ask uh, Fanwich Josh what the Oklahoma barbecue scene is like. I think mm-hmm. it's acceptable in all of those states, and I think it might even be a good option. I think I agree, and given no contradicting opinion from Rob, I think eight out of ten. Good. Maybe a little heavy, a little messy. But otherwise, you know, I think it's a good it's, it's a good first date. Yeah, it's definitely a little heavy, but you know that's what you're in for. You know, you you know what you're getting into with that experience. Totally. All right, here we go. Is this sandwich a monster? From Fanwich Josh. This was sent eight days ago, in Josh's haste to get it in. He said, "I'm traveling today, but I'm ru- I'm hoping to get you an audio version before you record. But in case you can't, here's some text." Even though he had eight days, he didn't do an audio version. So he was clearly lying about having to write. Yeah, he he just didn't want to do it. Time. Just didn't want to do it. But I guess he's getting you back for not finishing his book. I will eventually finish it. Okay. We'll see about that. Barbecue sandwiches are tasty, but they're also pretty, pretty monstrous. The emphasis is entirely on the meat, usually beef or pork. Sure, with pork, you don't have the environmental impact of beef. But did you know that pigs are by some measure smarter than dogs? And for a lot of pork you buy in the store, that animal spent most of its life in confinement. Cattle spend the first six to eight months roaming free before being crammed into feedlots, which is comparative luxury. Anyways, if you want to make the pulled pork less monstrous, get some of that fancy and expensive free-range or pasteurized pork. An even better solution, get your pork from self-hunted wild hogs. They're often invasive. (laughs) Wow. So you're potentially doing a service to the local community. Monster scale, ogre. Wait, what does self-hunted mean? I think Josh is implying, which is shocking given the national climate, that you and I both purchase guns and start hunting wild hogs. Oh, I understand. I thought he meant that they like hunt themselves. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like I don't know, like some kind of like you know population control where you like could like leave a sword out in the woods and 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 a certain number of pigs will just come and like jump on it. Everybody gets their own hog and then trains it to kill other hogs, and then you just go out there and they're gonna they're like ten dead hogs and then one like champion hog that doesn't get eaten. Yeah, and then you can eat the ten and 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 feel no guilt at all. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many wild feral hogs are <laughs> roaming around San Francisco. I feel like that might be dangerous, but it's like a hog fighting ring. Like you just put, you know, well, this, I, this is a serious question that I'm not going to research in time for the, in time to do it. Cause I'm not going to research at this moment, but I do wonder how far I would have to travel from my home in San Francisco to go anywhere there where there would be like invade, invasive wild hogs. Like, does every forest have invasive wild hogs, or is it just something that's, like, in very small enclaves of, like, the United States? Well, like, the Black Forest, obviously, we know. We've, oh, yes. We've talked a lot about that's true. the Boar's Head Black Forest. Ham. Did we ever figure out where that was? Yeah, it's in, like, it's in Germany. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, so we've already got something on the map. I could fly to Germany with my firearm. And hunt. Yep. Although probably in Germany they don't let you like shoot guns around. Well, if they're self-hunted hogs, it's totally different. <laughs> so if I give the gun to the hog, then it's okay. <laughs> so the Razorback feral pigs in oh wow, Ooh, Arkansas. Well, the Arkansas Arkansas uh, University of Arkansas, their mascot is the Razorback. I wonder if there there are wild hogs roaming around Arkansas, New York, West Virginia, Kentucky, Ohio, Oregon. Okay, Oregon. Oregon. All right, I could do that. In fact, we could we could meet in the middle in Oregon and hunt. Do a little pig hunt. Yeah. Which part of Oregon? Probably the like dense forest land. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Okay. The thing is, if we went out there. And we were like gun toting people, hunting hogs. We are we would go there as normal people and leave as white supremacists. I would I, I thought you were gonna, <laughs> I mean that that that's that's possibly true. I thought you were gonna go down a different path and say that that we would get um killed by the hog like uh, Robert Baratheon style. <laughs> that could well, I think we probably would be drinking heavily be, too. More wine, Dan. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it would end well. What would it? Another horn of wine. <laughs> who would who would be our Lancel Lannister character? I think you're Lancel in the in this scenario. I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm giving you yeah. horn after horn of wine. Well, I hunt for wild boars and look for my breastplate expander. Hmm. <laughs> well, anyways. It's monstrous unless we do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, but then we might become still, the monsters. Ooh, and that's see, who is the who's the real monster? Yeah. It was it was man all along, yes. Josh. It was the hog that was killing the other hog. I'd like to hear Josh expand on the definition of of how animals self-hunt at some point. I mean, don't all animals self-hunt? All animals eat other animals. I mean, not all of them, but many of them. I think self-hunt would be that they hunt themselves. They hunt other pigs. Yeah, I guess. All right. Well, we're 
J- Josh can explain it to us. I think the term self-hunt is just unnecessary. Well, you should just say, get your pork from hunted wild hogs. Like, why do, why do we have to be doing the hunting? If they're wild hogs and they've been hunted, then it seems fine. I think the self in the equation was not us, but it was the hog. I think Josh would say that hunting itself is, like, inhumane. So you need, you know... Maybe it's pigs that die of natural causes. Maybe he's calling that self-hunting. Here's my hypothesis. I think this... You wait for a, ki- for a pig to have a heart attack? I think the self... You don't, you don't want to eat a, a pig that died of natural causes. Then could be sick. I think the self was a typo. I think he just meant hunted. He didn't mean okay. self-hunted. Okay. <laughs> well, we spent a lot of time on it then. Yeah. He botched it. Uh, had he, had he recorded ca- the audio version, he would have taken that out. Next category. Five out of ten. Celebrity Bing What's search. Next? Oh, Okay. Let me tell you about this. Okay, for this one uh, in particular, you you should be going to pork.com. Oh my god, you're right. I, we really fucked up. We should, we should have done all the research for this on pork.com. I did do all the research for this on pork.com. <laughs> okay, so first of all, we I have three stories. One of them is not really a story, just a quick note. Other sandwiches have been endorsed by Tom Brady. We have another football player this week. Uh, pulled pork, apparently a favorite of Byron Leftwich. Wow. So if you go by quarterback quality, uh, n- not the greatest. Well, he was good in college. Point number two. And this, I think, is actually like supports what you were saying about this actually being a good first date sandwich. That there's something like it's not seen, even though it's an easy sandwich to make and it's barbecue, it's not like a lowbrow sandwich. So Oprah had a huge party for her, for her, the end of her show when she ended her show. Also, just before we get into it, I don't think it's an easy sandwich to make. I think it's easy if you've got an Instapot. I, I think otherwise yeah. it's very challenging to make. So the menu at Oprah's party, uh, we're told Oprah had multiple service stations offering everything from shrimp cocktail to diced lobster tails to pulled pork sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. Boom. And who was at her party? Tom Hanks, Jerry Seinfeld, Alicia Keys, Michael Jordan. I mean, you don't even have to listen. That that Oprah throwing a party is got to be guaranteed to have like the most star power of like any party that's ever thrown. Yeah. So the last the last story. Wait, wait, hold up. I want to bring up a point. Having served this at a Super Bowl party, I think pulled pork is almost like the perfect situation for that because Pulled pork itself is like a a just a pot of meat. Like you don't you just make it and you sort of pull it apart, but you just put it in a big bucket and then you put the buns to the side and it's like everybody can self assembles whatever type of sandwich they want. If they want tons of meat, they can do that. If they want a little meat, they can do that. And otherwise it's like if you went to a party and you sort of had to like make your own burger or something, it it just to me it's just not as like fitting of the type of thing where pulled pork, it's like sort of expected, hey, you put out the cooked ingredients and you like make it yourself. Whereas I think for other types of sandwiches, you sort of expect the same, like, for example, if you went to a party and they had like bread and cheese and they were like, make your own grilled cheese, you know, that's that's no good. But with pulled pork, it works. Do you think that's why Oprah served it at her party? She's like, oh, I don't feel like making all these sandwiches. We'll just, I'll put it in a pot. It'll be easier. I, I absolutely do. Oprah... She's sensible, you know? I I guarantee you that was on, like, one of her special episodes about, like, how to throw a party. So the last story, I just want to point out, there, uh, 
TMZ is making fun of Paris Hilton because apparently there was a group of people, including Paris Hilton, who felt like um, they stopped eating pork during the swine flu epidemic, which was not from eating pork. And apparently pork sales in the U.S. dropped 40% during the swine flu scare. Wow. Yeah. So that was the time to make pulled pork. Probably was super cheap. You you could buy that pork shoulder even cheaper. Absolutely. Although I remember buying it at the store for the Super Bowl party, and it was just like, is this price like correct? It was it was like two dollars a pound or something. It was so cheap. So yeah, I think uh, these are good good. I mean, Oprah, come on, you can't beat that. If uh, if Oprah's serving it at her party, I mean. I think I think an Oprah party is like beyond a red carpet party. Absolutely, eight out of ten. Wow, that's hot. And and Byron Leftwich. I mean, come on. Yeah, I got look. He's a lefty, uh, so you know, relate that how you want <laughs> to the sandwich. Yep, yep. It's a good left-handed sandwich. I agree with definitely, that. definitely. All right, that's it. There's a new category too. Does the sandwich taste good with your left hand? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was just I was just pantomiming it to see if it worked. I think the pulled pork goes either way. Could you eat this sandwich with your non-dominant hand? The, That's a good, that, that is a good. The category. one thing is the pulled pork sandwich actually does require a little bit more grip pressure to sort of hold it together than no, other you're sandwiches. Right. It's not, it, yeah, there's some there's some there's some dexterity required. I think this is only like a four out of ten. Yeah, I think it is in your in in the non-dominant hand category. Yeah, I think this is either a dominant hand or a two-hand sandwich. It's not like. You know, a ham and cheese, you pick that up with either hand, no problem. Which, no, I mean, like an Encrustable, I can eat that with my feet. <laughs> it's like, not, not a problem at I all. I think that's actually right on the box. <laughs> you can eat it with your feet. Okay, that's it. The cutting board, and that, with our dominant hand, we will carefully and deftly put this pulled pork sandwich on Superfan J's, or Fanwich J's, cutting board. Thanks for letting us use it. It is going to get some like uh, a little barbecue sauce, some some drippings on it. So you're going to have to wash it afterwards. Wait, wait, Dan, Dan, we forgot to do the category on the taste. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so we just skipped that over. <laughs> wait, it's not even in my thing. <laughs> okay, I have to add that back in. <laughs> taste. Okay. Does the sandwich taste good? <laughs> you go first. <laughs> Does it taste good? Do I have two versions? I had the I had the home version, Instant Pot version. I also bought now near my house. There's a restaurant, and this is a it. It was pulled pork, but it was it's Cuban style pulled pork. Wow, what's the difference? And I was. What's that? What's the difference between that and normal pulled pork? It's not barbecue. It's like Cuban spices. And I thought, like, am I eating a Cubano? And yeah. that's like a different sandwich. Yeah. But then Cubanos are all sliced ham. <laughs> so this is why you really were. Is the pulled pork required to be barbecue or is it just? Yeah, that's interesting. But it was great. It was great. But they were both great. They tasted good. Um you know, like, I mean, we said this in the date category. It's like a little bit dense. It's very, it's, it's kind of heavy for a sandwich. Yeah. Like I tend to be a, 
lunch sandwich eater, not a dinner sandwich eater. And like, it's sort of a weird for like a midday sandwich. Yeah. That's why to me, when I like it, I like that Carolina style. Cause I feel like the coleslaw, it just makes it, you know, it, it, the pulled pork to me is so it is dense. It's fatty. You, you don't need, I think you can overdo it. And I think you just don't need that much of it. I think specifically, you also don't want to overdo the barbecue sauce to make it too sweet. And, you know, to me, the perfect combination is like not as not like an overstuffed sandwich of pulled pork, just like, a you know, a good layer and then put some coleslaw on top of it to give it a little fiber, give it a little texture. I mean, I I love juicy sandwiches. So to me, the coleslaw also just makes it juicier. And then I don't want to overdo that barbecue sauce, but just get a little barbecue sauce in there. Give it a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of tanginess. And, um, to me, and so the version I got at the barbecue place just came with coleslaw on it. They didn't even, I'm sure I could have asked for it without coleslaw, but their standard version. And they would have judged you, I'm sure. Well, I wouldn't, uh, I love coleslaw on it. So, and at the, when I would get it at the clubhouse, if you want a coleslaw on it, you had to order it Carolina style, which I always like to do. Felt like a, a local by doing so, and they would put the coleslaw on there. I think if you didn't order a Carolina style, they just put the coleslaw on the side. So you could still do it, just some assembly required. But, um, you know, there's a, to me, there's just nothing else to say, which is it's a fantastic sandwich. The, the barbecue place I went to, it came with like five different dips or five different sauces because they're a barbecue place and they had all sorts of, because they had some sort of mustard sauce they had uh the barbecue sauce they had some sort of white sauce it was i don't know some some combination of mayonnaise or whatever and i actually tried the sandwich in all of them and just like little sections with all of them and i thought i would like the mustard version of it but i didn't i, I the mustard just doesn't go well with pulled pork i think the the sweetness of the mm, barbecue sauce i could see that. really goes well with the the fattiness um yeah the mustard just wasn't doing it for me i think mustard yeah maybe I don't know. What what is mustard? I guess mustard is is combined well with like um roast beef or whatever, but mm-hmm. I don't know. To me it didn't didn't fit with the pulled pork, but once I put the barbecue sauce on there with the coleslaw, I had the bite of it. It was just, you know, it was a fantastic sandwich. I honestly from a taste perspective, it's it's up there with with any sandwich as far as I'm concerned. It's so good. Okay, so uh so that that's a good segue to the cutting board. I won't even rate this. Let's just go straight to the cutting board. What do you think we should do? All right. The uh, pulled pork sandwich is on Super Fan Jay's cutting board. I just got a fanwich, Jay. Damn. <sighs> got a, I, I, my thing didn't have the taste section on there. I got all these typos left and right. It's a, this is a real mess. I'm, I'm out of... Uh, We're on our A game. It's good. Yeah. Well, you're playing FIFA right now. I'm not blitz. I can see on the reflection of your glasses that Harry Kane just scored, so that looks pretty good. <laughs> I'm not even wearing glasses right now. Yeah. Well, our fans don't know that. Okay. To me, this is just a no-doubter. I uh, – oh, wait. I have to come up with a rhyme. Uh, pulled pork, more like fateful stork because this – Sandwich is so good, it's as delivered by a maybe blessed stork, by some sort of benevolent bird thing giving all humanity a wonderful gift. Uh, because this is is the sandwich is delicious. The method of preparation is 
in a pre-Instapot day would be like madness to, you know, make this, you know, slow cook this meat for like eight hours. But in the Instapot world, you can make it at home in an hour. This probably is not the type of sandwich you'd make at home a lot. This is the type of sandwich you'd go out, you'd get at a restaurant. But if this is on the menu and you're, you know, in the mood for a nice, delicious, fatty sandwich, it's just, for me, hard to imagine what sandwich could, you know, is on even footing with this one. I'm, I'm sure we'll cover it later on in the 32, but to me, uh, blessed stork pulled pork, put it on the menu. To not have this in the Wheat 16 would be, quite frankly, it would be swine flu-induced madness. Wow. Wow. I mean, you're making a pretty strong pitch for the pulled pork. I feel like the menu's getting crowded, though, Dan. Oh, no. Is there room on the menu for a pulled pork? Well, let's see. Let's go over the menu. So we've got meatball sub, falafel, BLT, chicken salad, banh mi, Chicago dog, avocado toast, outsmizer. Are you sure Classic Breakfast is on there? Pretty sure. I, all right, we'll we'll say it might be on there. We'll need our sandwiches to research that. That's eight and a half sandwiches. Yeah, that's rough, man. That's rough. But now, okay, how many other pork sandwiches are on there? So, uh, so bon mi is your choice of meat. So it's not necessarily pork, although I think pork is common. The BLT is pork, um, but chicken salad is chicken. Meatball sub is beef. So we've got two. We've got one and a half pork sandwiches already on there okay let me just let me just say this so the 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 sandwich that i had the second sandwich the one i bought is from a place near my house called paseo but it's also uh probably one of the best it's considered one of the best sandwich places in the city and this is the only sandwich they have on their menu maybe they have maybe they have one sandwich on the menu you walk in and you say i'll take the sandwich. It's, okay, no. There's there's other they have like you can get beef or whatever, but this is the number one thing on their menu. This is their classic sandwich. What they're known for. Okay. If someone says get me a paseo sandwich, this is what they're talking they're about. They're Cuban style pulled pork. Yeah. So if we are including that style sandwich, like that's what I want to put on the menu. I like the barbecue version. But if it's just that, I don't think it's enough. But the Cuban wow. pulled pork, I, if we're combining this, so I'm saying to you, if I said bun, pulled pork, a little bit of barbecue sauce, coleslaw, other top bun, you say, get out of here. Out. Not on the menu. You say pulled pork, more like pulled bork. Like, more like cold. Cold fork. Because wait, wait, wait. Pulled bork works because that's what happened to that guy's nomination to the Supreme Court. Just like, just like Robert Bork. Yeah. The sandwich is out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Not confirmed. Uh, but if we take an expansive view, and I want this noted for the record, an expansive view of pulled pork, then I want it on the menu. So if we are a strict constructionalist, which I am noted for, I'm a strict constructionalist. So was Robert Bork. Yeah. I wouldn't put the sandwich, but you, you're very liberal. You're not a strict constructionalist. All right, Dan. So, I mean, I know this is Joe Picks, but I'm giving you the choice. Do you allow it on the menu as a broad definition or 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 are we sliding it into the compost heap? You decide. Well, I have not had 
the version you're talking about, but, you know, the way you talk about it, if you think it's better than the classic version, of course, I, I give it a shot. I would love to try it. I'm, I, this, as I said, the first, um, when I got it from the store, it didn't have any sauce on it whatsoever, and it wasn't even pulled. It was sort of sliced, and I just took one bite of it, and I was like, this is fantastic. I mean, it did have the coleslaw, which I also like. Dan, I think you had a ham sandwich with coleslaw. <laughs> well, it depends. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so we're putting it on the menu. Yes. Pulled pork, more like cold fork, because I couldn't put it down. Cold fork? My, my fork got cold, because I, I was eating the sandwich so quickly. Wouldn't it get hot? It's in your hand. It's warming up with your body language. No, I, I, I left the fork down on the table, because I was so excited to eat the sandwich. All right, how about this? Pulled pork, more like tuning fork, because this is hitting all the right notes. Ooh, okay, that's good. That's better than... Pulled pork, then, more like what did you say? pop that cork, because this is uh, a champagne special. Why, why Why? are you coming up with good ones now after you use Zealous Stork or whatever? <laughs> well, because I pulled up the rhyme for uh, pork, which I should have done before coming up with that bad one. <laughs> All right. It's on the menu. Okay, Dan, format change ideas. Let's talk about this. What are we talking about? Ready? We're talking about the format of our podcast. Okay. This seems like a big thing. Should we not have talked about this before doing an entire episode? No, this is for the dedicated fans who who, who, who stick to the end. Wait, should we spin the sandwich wheel first? No, we need to listen to... If if we do this right, we're never spinning the sandwich wheel again, if you agree with my, my new idea. Okay, this is insane. But all right. Okay. I'm just kidding. We're definitely going to spend the same I'm all ears. Again. I'm all ears. Uh, w- how do you feel about ending the podcast? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, no. That's not my great, idea. Great, great. Uh, <laughs> two ideas. One, I think we move back to weekly episodes. Oh, no. I mean, we should. Our fans would love it. I think we should. And then if we miss a week, it's not so dramatic. Uh, it's... It's so tough. I've enjoyed not doing the podcast. We had a nice summer break. It was back. it was so great. All right, can we do? Uh, can we do two weeks on and then a one week break? I love it. Perfect idea. So we'll do it next week and then we'll take a week break. Okay, fine. Okay. Second idea. I think we should just try it next week. See if we like it. See if it works. Rather than go one sandwich at a time, I want to go head-to-head combat. Oh, you know what, Joe? I love it. I because now we, I reserve the right to put both on the menu or neither on the menu. Doesn't mean that one's going to make it on, but head-to-head. You know what, Joe? I absolutely love it. I think we've you know we've got a hard deadline here. You know we just we've got the NFL season type of deadline to wrap up this whole tournament, so we've got to go faster. Okay, Dan. So second question. So we're agreed we're going to go head to head. We're agreed we're going to go back to two weeks on, one week off. Do we, We're obviously going to spin the wheel once to pick the sandwich. Do we just spin it twice and let the chips fall where they may? Or do we pick a sandwich that we think creates a good contrast, good head to head matchup? Well, I'm, this is where I think given their, your idea, I think, in a, I think there are two ways to go about it. I think in a perfect world, we just create a bracket with, like, seating or whatever. However, 
I like. I, but I like the wheel. Yeah, I just like letting the chips fall where they may. I say we spin it once, see what it is, spin it again, and just you know, whatever happens, happens. Let's do it, Dan. All right. So next we- next week is the. Go. Well, I haven't done it yet. Uh, well, okay. Well, let's also talk about the fantasy football league very quickly. I'm just going to set it up on Yahoo, and uh, everybody should join. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're not in the fantasy football league, then email me and I'll get you in. Oh. But if you don't email me, then you're not coming in. Great. Pick it. Pick a draft date. Be a be a a dictator. Just pick yeah. It. I'm just gonna pick it. Well, I'm gonna work it out with you. Perfect. I'm not picking it right now. I don't know what it is. All right, here we go. Time to spin the wheel. Uh, okay, here we go. Sandwich number one for next week. Boy, I can't believe we're back to it weekly. At least our fans are going to be A, so surprised when this comes out, and B, they're going to be so surprised when it comes out. <laughs> oh, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the ice cream sandwich. Wow. Ice cream sandwich versus... Wow. <laughs> I don't even know what other one I would pick for this. I mean, definitely the Marmite sandwich. Vegemite sandwich. Oh. Or Fluffernutter is the other dessert sandwich. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Kismet, Joe. All right. There it is. Joe, you put that out in the universe, and it came true. Ice cream sandwich. Is it versus or is it and? Versus. All right. Next week. The ice two extremes. And this is actually good for one week preparation because all of these are really easy to make. And from now on, no more numeric rankings. I'm just going to say which one is better in that category. Ooh, I like it. All right, next week, ice cream sandwich versus marmite sandwich slash even maybe triple versus versus veggie mite sandwich. I love it. I love wow. it. This is going to be great. The uh, Taste section and the nutrition section are going to be such an interesting contrast between these sandwiches. <laughs> All right, Dan. All right, so pulled pork, remove that from the wheel. Marmite, Vegemite gets removed from the wheel. And ice cream sandwich gets removed from the wheel. How exciting, Joe. All right. Uh, what, uh, what order of business is left? We pick next week's sandwich. Read an iTunes route. Boy, I'm sure we have so many. I wonder if we actually have any new ones. Probably not. Because we haven't recorded a podcast in three weeks. Oh, wow. Look at this. Oh, no. That's the same one. The Trump supporter. Trump supporters who also support Joe Picks. It's a thing. All right. I think that's it, Joe. Time to put the bread away until... Wait, what do the Trump supporters say? I, I don't know about this. I just read it on our review page. All right, time to put the bread away until next week. Joe Picks a sandwich is part of the Joe Picks podcast. Network tools all over podcasts. Go to JoePicksPod.com or join the live discussion on our subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash Joe Picks. If you want to talk about what we got right or wrong with the pulled pork sandwich, or if you have a strong opinion about next week's sandwiches, the ice cream sandwich, the Vegemite sandwich, or the Marmite sandwich, leave a comment on the Reddit page or email us at sandwich at JoePicksPod.com. Special thanks to Fanwich Josh for research. His book, Red Me Republic, is on bookshelves everywhere. And is available to buy on Amazon or wherever you buy your books. Also, thanks to FanRush Jeff, doer of research, laureate of music, maker of the one special clips episode, which we all loved, for the theme song. And FanRush Julia, second of our name for the logo. Final thanks to FanRush Jay for letting us borrow his cutting board for our final ruling. Leave us a five-star rating in the iTunes store so others can find this podcast, Joe. And this is as honest as it was when I first wrote it. See you next week. 
See you next week, Dan.